most um, pride that I have in about marathon training, uh, marathons, running marathons, is the training itself. Like, I'm most proud about running that 35 kilometers. Because there was nothing, there was no medal at the end, right? Big chunks of it. I was doing it on my own, crying on Franklin Avenue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're out on race day and you have hundreds of people there watching and all the aid stations and it's different, right? Like, um, but it's those, it's the grind of the training that I think really is the place that I think people should be most proud of. Welcome to the Happy Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Dave McMillan. I'm here with my co-host, Cam Ultra Trois. How are you doing, Cam? I'm doing pretty good, Marathon Dave. <laughs> so, been yeah. an exciting week. It has. It's warmed up. It's nice out there. Yeah. Did you get for, for a run outside? No, I did not. I was uh, recovering from my Moderna shot. It was, uh, it's a bit rough. A few side effects. That's your second one now? Yeah. I'd recommend everybody get it. For sure. And hopefully this time next month, there'll be a good chunk of territory has it. And yeah. Yeah, I look forward to it. Pretty lucky up here. <laughs> so, good stuff. But I'm looking forward to a run outside. Now is the time of year where people uh, come out of hibernation like bears. And <laughs> they fun. put on the shoes and get out there. Did Have you run the ice road yet? Uh, yeah, I did that uh, one time this year. Okay. It's a nice, it was a good run. We'll have to get out there. Yeah. I'd like to do that before the winter's over, but I got, got another month so far. <laughs> we'll still be able to. Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on? We got a couple of races put up on, uh, on zone four. A few, few things put up there this week. The, uh, uh, June 26th, 6, 12, 24 hour race went live and five people signed up already. Five of them. That's pretty exciting. I don't even know three of them. <laughs> I've never met them. <laughs> There's a few people from outside the territory yeah. signed up? No, no. They're all from Yellowknife. Oh, okay. I don't know who they are. We'll track them down. And we'll interview them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That, that How was many it. are you hoping to get for that? Well, I'm hoping to get at least 20. 20. But we're going to have to cap it at 50. Okay. <laughs> Do you think we'll have a problem? 50 people on the track at any given point? <laughs> so, But I've had a lot of questions and a lot of people are interested in doing it for sure. Okay. A lot more than you'd imagine. Like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, and I also put up a couple of, uh, I put up another event for um, the Yellowknife to Hay River uh, bike. Okay. The YK to HR. Yeah, YK to HR. They're, this year they're doing a um, uh, three bike camps out of um, uh, Lady Evelyn Falls Park. Okay. Yeah. And that's so the first in, instead of the... Uh, instead of the Hay River Rise, it'll be the yeah. three bike camps. So we put those up, and they're getting people signing up for those already in May. It's pretty exciting. May, June, and July. There will be one in each month. Good stuff. So. And I think today the frost nip went live. Not to be confused with the frostbite. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a small ski slash run event on March 13th. And... By the time you anyone hears this, uh, that may be... <laughs> might have been complete. Might have been completed. <laughs> we'll be talking about the winners. Yeah. Yeah, well, everyone's a winner. <laughs> Figure how it goes. Are there winners? Are we timing? Yeah, we are timing. It's going to be chip timed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Well, uh, kind of excited for today. We have 
longtime friend and a very special guest. Very well known in the running community. Yep. Doesn't even need an introduction. She doesn't. Let's just forget about that. We don't need to say who she is. <laughs> uh, today we have Amanda St. Denis. Not to be confused with Amanda St. Denis, which I called her for many years. Which is correct, actually. <laughs> okay, so it yes. is to be confused. It is technically Amanda St. Denis. It's French. Okay. So, yeah, you got it right. So, but uh, St. Denis is fine as well. So I usually just don't correct people. But yes, thanks for having me. So it is St. Denis. It is St. Wow. Denis, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I find if I introduce myself as Amanda St. Denis, then people expect me to speak French. <laughs> so, so I just avoid, I just say St. Dennis, okay. but, uh, yeah, so whatever works. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Thanks. So first question we've been asking everyone yeah. so far yeah. is when was your last run? Oh man. <laughs> um, like you folks know, I'm in a little bit of a rut. So I don't know. I guess it hasn't okay. been, it hasn't been that long. I don't know. Maybe two to three weeks. Not too bad. You know, I guess it's and like last week was pretty cold. Yeah, and it last last time I ran was at the track. I haven't ran outside in a long time. I think there was that warm snap we had. What was in January? I think. Ice road. No, I didn't go to the ice road that day. Oh, okay. I ran at lunch when the sun was out, um, but it was warm out. I think there was that warm snap. I think in January it was the first last time I ran outside. But I've been doing the track with the. I've been. Chicken and out this winter, I think. That's that's completely okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah. So I turned into a treadmill runner this winter, so <laughs> I've got hundreds of kilometers yeah, on treadmill. Really desperate. Uh, yeah. Do, do you mind the treadmill? <laughs> no, I hate the treadmill. Me too. Yeah. Standard. No, I won't. Um, I think the the last time I ran on a treadmill was when I was training for the Calgary Marathon, and I was in Mexico on holidays. And it was too hot to run outside and they didn't have an indoor track and that would have been like three years ago so you were training on vacation yes <laughs> so i ran on a that's the last time How I, long ran did on you? I think i had to run well i was tapering okay so but i still oh. think i had to run like 12k i think wow yeah that's, it was brutal that's painful I hate treadmills so bad i uh, i find like just watching tv i can't watch tv on it and mm -mm. either bouncing around no. or get too distracted and scared yeah. I'll like slip off or fall. Yeah, I'm swervy. Yeah. Like already, <laughs> I'm already swervy. So yeah. They need they need nice wide treadmill. So if you exactly off, that's what I need. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. But we're we're gonna do like a huge rewind. Sure. When? How long have you been running? Um, I started running in high school. My dad. Um, and my brother kind of inspired me to start running. My dad was actually a track and field coach in Jamaica. And then my brother was, um, I had never knew yeah, that. Yeah, he was. And then they adopted my brother there. And then when he was in high school, he was a competitive, uh, sprinter. He was really, really good. He actually, um, I think he trained with Donovan Bailey at one point. Wow. So I, I, I um, tried out for my short. Um, distance track team in high school but I couldn't get out of the blocks to save my life because I'm short and hobbity and I'm not fast <laughs> so I, I tried out for my track team and they said Amanda you know I think maybe long distance and cross country is more your thing because I just couldn't get out of the blocks everybody would be done by the time I'd 
basically get over the blocks. So I started running um, cross country and like the 1500 and 3000 in track in high school. And then I went off to university. And then I really didn't start getting back into running until I moved to Yellowknife. And I think I ran the Overlander for the first time. I think maybe it would have been 2008. Okay. And then I had kids and took a hiatus for a look, good chunk of time. And I think it was, I know Cam's going to have to help me out with this. because 2016. What, was it 2016? Yeah. So um, I didn't <laughs> run for at least, I think, five years by that point. And then um, signed up for a Learn to Run 5K in 2016 with Camo here. Yeah. And yeah, and then been running ever since. So off and on, long story long, off and on since I was about... 15. Nice. Who did you guys do the learn to run with? It was Breakaway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did the 5K with them and then we then did again, the, we turned into uh, the 10K. The 10K yeah. organizers and then mm-hmm. then we turned into the half marathon organizers. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And been doing that ever since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did when did you start your run group? Um, or, I would have been. Who started? I, Amanda started. I think it would have been. So what? I think it would have been 2017 would have been our first spring of doing the half, like the half marathon training. I think. Yeah. Okay. And we've done it ever since. Last year obviously looked a little bit different because of our COVID circumstances, but yeah. hope to do it again this year too. It's pretty exciting. You got a. You had a lot of people go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and turned into like a little bit of a run club and yeah I, I think anyone who's come to town who's looking for a group of runners uh yours is probably the first group they they find so you get like a lot of transient people come yeah. through and you get to see all the new faces yeah and thank my extroversion <laughs> i love meeting new people and getting out there and um i've been in lots of places and spaces where i didn't feel welcome so I think it's really important to carve out spaces for people where they can feel welcome. So um, I think, you know, not just me, but as a group collectively, I think we're able to accomplish that. I think we all did together. So that's good. It's definitely a very inclusive group. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if somebody thinks otherwise, please shoot me a message. <laughs> if you've had some exclusionary experiences or I want to know. So. Apart from being inclusive, what are some of the other things that drive that group to be popular? Um, it's got I, a lot of people. I think, who are uh, I think the running community generally, this group and many other running groups out there, um, running groups in general are very unique because um, sure, running is an individualized sport. Everybody has their own goals, their aspirations, their own speeds, their own strengths, their own weaknesses. But what I've come to learn is that running is very much a team sport that people often motivate each other, celebrate each other's, um, you know, wins. And, you know, if somebody is disappointed by an outcome, they have people that can support them. So I think it's just, it's like a team, right? And people show up and cheer people where they're at. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it's good motivation. and definitely helps get you out there when, you know, there's like a dozen people waiting for you or expecting you yes. to be there. And I don't, it's not just a running group. Like there's definitely been times and my running friends can attest to this is during runs where, you know, any one of us is going through a difficult time in life. There's been at least a handful of runs where I ended up crying at some point. Um, You know, even reflecting back when I had to do my Ted talk, um, I would 
as during my runs, I would have some of my running buddies that were staying beside me listen to me recite my TED talk as I ran. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so I know that um, things come out during a run, right? Especially those long ones, and you get tired. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I think people tend to open up when they're running. So, okay. I, mm-hmm. I definitely noticed that about you uh, when I when I first started tagging along. Probably was have been 2017. If mm-hmm. there was a quiet person in the group or someone not talking, you <laughs> made sure you were like uh, right next to them and uh, sparking up conversation. Being super annoying. No, in a good way. <laughs> okay, good. I because I definitely have those moments too during a run where I don't want to talk, especially when marathon training. Like I can't talk for that long. You get tired. So hmm. I like to hope that I can read when people want me to back off. <laughs> I can take the subtle hints. Like, okay. Don't get two or three replies. <laughs> it's or... like oh, or they're just like turn up the volume on their headphones. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, look at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So you, you did like an entire, it was a half marathon training plan. Was mm-hmm. that the first one? So, and how did, how did you structure that? So like, I winged it. <laughs> <laughs> I it mean, didn't it, seem like you winged it. <laughs> uh, well, I've done half marathon training before. Mm-hmm. And so basically I just did some research on some good half marathon training programs out there. And basically I did it for pure selfish reasons because I knew I wanted, because it wasn't my first half marathon. I ran one, I think back in 2008, but I was horribly out of shape. So I needed motivators. So I basically created a program that I would like (laughs) and um, put it out there to see um, if anybody wanted to join me. And it worked, like everybody else seemed to like it. it, seemed to work. I made it very clear that I'm not a running coach. Well, you, right? you seem so, like a running coach. <laughs> I think I'm just an extrovert, so like to, I, I will that I don't, you know, I'm sure at some point during this talk we'll talk about future aspirations. But one of them is to actually become a certified running coach. So because I, I do, I would like to actually know what I'm talking about well, instead of just winging def- it. We can definitely talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> do, have you looked into it? Like what? Yeah, there is a required? running program. I forget what it's called. Um, and. So basically it's self-study, you take an exam, but then you, there's like a practicum, so you gotta train. I wanna do a marathon, like there's different types of running coaches, but I wanna be a marathon running coach. So you've had to, you would have had to run a marathon, which I've done, and you have to take an exam, which you have to pass, and then after that you have to assist somebody completing their first marathon. That's really cool. Yeah, so, so that's like going to be like a 2022 goal, like having somebody maybe a year from now okay. complete their marathon. Because I would have lo- anyone in mind? No, or? I haven't gotten there yet. But kind of what I envision is that we'd um, pick a race, mm-hmm. right? Go somewhere and then run. Because right now there's we can't plan for any races. So I yeah. think for somebody to run their first marathon. Here. Opposed to just like we'd want them to do it at an actual race, and then if you know, depending on the relationship, like if it was a friend of mine who I travel with normally, maybe we'd go do it together or they could go do it on their own. Or I haven't really, you know, went out and asked anybody yet, but, uh, but yeah, that's basically just some high level thoughts cool. at this point in time. So yeah, we'll see where, see where it goes. I haven't really started it yet, but 
Yeah, it's been, that's one, also one thing I love about the running community is you get to see people accomplish their goals, right? And I think everybody plays a role in everybody's, like if you ran with somebody one time, then you've got to play a role in their success. Like that's another thing. That's um, the team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, somebody's success is, is somebody else's success, right? So like there's that one year I didn't run in the Overlander because I injured myself, but you know, still being there at the finish line, watching some people finish their first half marathons was pretty awesome. Like, so it almost <laughs> felt like I ran it, but I wasn't as tired. <laughs> was that the year uh, there was like a, a street crossing that wasn't the safest? Yes. And I think yes. You, you I, ended up, I ended up marshalling because <laughs> I, I, like I thought some people might... <laughs> Get hit by cars. We, we very much appreciated that. Yeah, no worries. No, but it was I was watching anyway and cheering people on, so it was nice to see people. So how do you have these these training programs that you set up and include people who are running five minute kilometers and all the way to ten minute kilometers? And how do you be inclusive about that in a normal training run? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that um, it's meant to be for everybody. So well. A lot of it, like people need to dictate how they can fit in too, right? Like, because everybody knows their own limits, knows what they need from the group. So everybody's got to dictate what they need because everybody's going to have different goals, right? So people showing up are going to be running different speeds, perhaps running different distances. So I kind of come to the table with, you know, okay, we're going to run seven kilometers today. This is going to be the route. And I'm going to be running like five and one intervals, for example, and let everybody else know what I'm doing. And some other people may be doing something a little different. So people kind of at the beginning will communicate with each other. Um, But for the different speeds, um, we kind of do like the circle back type thing. So when you run as a group, um, especially for the intervals, if we're all running intervals together and there's like a one minute walk break, then the people in the head of the pack will take that minute to walk back to the back of the group so that way we all stay together it's mutually mutually beneficial because you have the you know people at the front that you know get to get a little bit extra distance in there mm-hmm. and then the people at the back that still feel that they're being validated and that they're part of the yeah. team and um, i've been at the back plenty of times and i have no problem with people <laughs> circling back for me because i know i would do the same so um yeah that's a really important component i think no, and sometimes people have said, don't circle back for me, and we totally respect that as well, right? Because mm-hmm. some people are okay starting off with a group and just want to be alone, which there's no right way to show up. You're not yeah. expected to talk. You're not expected to be a blabbermouth like me. So if you do but want your space, that's cool too. For, and, but for some people, though, it's it's definitely like a social thing. They, yes. They come there to chat with yeah. people and see how everyone's doing. Yeah. So yeah. getting to see everyone and exactly. having everyone in that one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Get a and chance to talk to them exactly and when you're when you're struggling um knowing that when people are coming back for you you're like well i guess i gotta keep going because <laughs> i don't want them to think i'm in a ditch somewhere <laughs> so, like, so there is that uh motivation on on either end for sure and it helps you know some people that are still trying to figure out their pace um you know yell at people that come out of the gate pretty quickly pretty hot and then halfway through the run they're in the back there thinking, oh, okay, that's one thing I've learned is how to pace myself. So it works in that way too. That, it really takes a while to, to learn that. And, uh, yeah. I've always been slow, so it's nothing I've really had to learn. Yeah. <laughs> always been steady. <laughs> yeah. 
Not slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Amanda, mm-hmm. where are some of your favorite places to run in town? In town? Um, As you always come up with grapefruits. You... I don't know. I think my answer might be pretty disappointing. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> I actually, re- okay. I don't really... say the track. Oh, God, no. Although the track is great, if you like it, but... Yeah, yes. No judgment on anyone. Said the city employee. (laughs) No, the track is awesome. Like, like, as an option, but... Oh, it it really is. And it's actually a really great place to run when you want to turn your brain off. Yeah. Because you can totally, like, shut down and not have to think about anything. So So it has its benefits. I I like it much more than treadmill. Oh, my... uh, Any day. I would pick the track over a treadmill any day. (laughs) Um, But I really like the airport loop, actually. Okay. But I like it counterclockwise <laughs> and I think a lot of people like it clockwise so like if you're starting yeah. downtown you would head out to Niven oh, okay. to like the dump jackfish and then back around that's what, but then but I really really like running my favorite though is this is pretty specific but running the like I, what's the road out to like the Ingram trail in the fall that's my favorite like when it's starting to cool off so and then like when the leaves start changing color Mm -hmm. that's i love running out there because you get to see it's just like super beautiful with all the leaves changing color and it's quiet don't worry about traffic and it's straight so you don't have to think about anything and i can belt up my tunes (laughs) when a good one comes on and i don't have to worry about anybody hearing me (laughs) so you don't have to stop at stop signs or yeah so i like long stretches of road yeah. I'm a road runner. It's I a lot of people love trails. I don't mm-hmm. I don't mind a trail, but I'm not a huge fan of like I don't lift my feet very high. I'm a hobbit, right? So my feet don't leave the ground very high. <laughs> so I definitely prefer long stretches of road. I ninety percent agree with you on the airport road. Yeah. Uh the only thing I don't like about it is the long up from um Jackfish Hill to Ford. That that's a long. Up. Yeah, it's it's hard, but I'd much but, rather do that than the other way. Yeah, well, <laughs> the the thing I like the most about it, and the mo- thing I like the most about ending runs, is ending it from the hospital to city hall on the trail. Yes. That's that part. It's just like it's. It feels. It's super a long easy. enough yeah. distance. Feels great. Yeah, and it feels super easy, like because mm-hmm. you, when you turn on to, you know where, um, Kingland Ford is, it's basically pretty much downhill. So you get downtown. So as soon as you get that big long hill up Jackfish, then the rest of it seems pretty easy. Yeah. And I think there's, that's got to be at least three kilometers and it feels pretty easy. So. Yeah. And in the world of running, it is the safest path to run on that side yes. of the road. Yes, actually running against traffic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of a nice view out there too. When you, yeah, it is. If you're looking at the lake. Yeah. And you get those big hills out of the way early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Train people for 5Ks and 21, and you trained yourself for a marathon. Yeah. Two marathons. Two. Two marathons. Yes, two. Can you tell yeah. us about that? I you, winged you, it again. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't wing it, but I uh, um, basically took, I think, is it Hal Hogan? I don't know if I'm pronouncing his. I'm sorry for all my running fans out there. I'm probably uh, butchering his name, I think, but it's very popular running programs and uh he has like two like half 
programs and full programs and you could pick like basic intermediate and advanced and i basically took like his marathon program and then just kind of adapted it okay how long was it or how long did you have to train oh i can't remember because i i basically it was different every time so basically what i did is when i decided i was running a marathon i assessed to where i was and how i like what i was running then and then basically scheduled it until so i think on average it was probably 20 weeks okay yeah and that was 25 weeks maybe was, was but the, at that ottawa? point i was already running yeah i did ottawa and calgary okay yeah. ottawa was the first one yeah ottawa was my first yeah yeah that's in may that was June? may okay. yeah and so. in, uh, third weekend in may yeah okay so you had to start your training like in winter yeah i started i would have started my marathon training in like january ish how, yes. how was that? Um, I was super motivated. Okay. Because I think I decided that November, after I did that, my first Madeline Lake run out to Madeline, I, that was when I decided after I, like, I almost that's died. A 30, that's a 30 kilometer run. It was 25. 25? And I almost, it was, the, that was, that is definitely the most difficult run I've ever had to run. And, and would that I survived have been the it. longest? No, uh, up point? to that point, yes. Okay. It was my longest run. And so then I decided Marathons after that. Marathons a few more? Well, I just decided, I'm like, if I can <clears throat> mentally overcome this hellish run, then I could run a marathon. And so, basically, that was the moment I decided I was going to train. And then I started training in January. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. And there was a piece of cake, and it was easy. And oh, yeah, it was it super easy. Everybody should just do it. I actually had a dream the other day. Sorry, this is off topic. Oh, go for it. But, like, I'm horribly out of shape right now. Like, I'm probably, like, could probably run, like, 7K not straight like it would be messy but I one day just woke up and decided I was going to run a marathon I didn't even like hydrate I didn't <laughs> carb load I'm like oh yeah right now is a good day to like run a marathon and is so, this a happy dream or is this a nightmare it was, I, I, I think I, my dog woke me up midway through which is probably good because I don't really know how it ended but it was pretty funny <laughs> but yes it's they are marathons are a lot of work yeah and I'll a lot, a huge time commitment too. Huh? Yes, the best. definitely. Yeah. Like it's, every Saturday was a write-off for sure between your long runs and then the recovery that, after your long run. I was a wreck on Saturdays. So we definitely needed support from my partner and, you know, my kids bringing me lunch and bed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely a time commitment. But if you want it, then... I guess, did your motivation stay up the whole time during that training or were you like, were, were there points like, yeah, uh, maybe just drop down to the half or. Uh, for, for my first marathon, definitely not because I even developed like hip problems and knee problems in the middle of my training and pretty pivotal points of my training. And I would go on the elliptical instead and I would go on the elliptical for like three hours. I was very determined. I was going to run that marathon. My physiotherapist is like, you can't run. And I'm like, can I go on an elliptical? And they were like, yeah. So I would, so there was at least three weeks there where I trained on an elliptical wow. instead of a treadmill. And so I was able to keep my endurance up um, and let my, give my knee a break and then um, get back out there. How far would your longest training run been? Like, did you get up to 30K? 35. 35. Okay. Yeah. And how did it feel? at that point before the race. Oh, it was brutal. Okay. <laughs> I'd always end up in tears. I would always end up crying, which is actually kind of like, I don't know, some kind of weird, 
you know, sadistic part of me. That's why I loved those long runs so much because I'd have these moments where I was exhausted and in a lot of pain and I just wanted it to be done and I would just stop at like a stoplight and then just bawl my eyes out. But it felt like super cathartic and like it felt great just to like have a, like everybody have a good cry. It's good for you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I just have like a really good sob fest, a good little sob cry, and then I'd finish it, and then I'd feel like a million bucks, like emotionally, not physically. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like therapy. Good job. And the day of the race, so this was in Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, were you excited going into it? Nervous? Uh, terracited, I think is terracited. a I think is a word that Amy Kennedy coined. <laughs> um, yes, terrified but excited. Um, so that's a big yeah. marathon too. So you're lined up with thousands of people. Yeah, and... yeah, it was really busy, and I purposely went at the way, 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 way back, um, just so I didn't have a ton of people passing me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind, um, but like it wasn't massive. Like it wasn't like the New York Marathon or anything. Like you could certainly get your space. Like the half definitely had a lot more people. So um, like I wasn't congested or anything with okay. people but yeah it was it was good it was a, it's a great race the ottawa marathon it's great the route's fantastic totally doable okay and it must have been a good experience because you decided to do it again yeah i yeah did the calgary marathon which was way harder the second time than the first time that was in 2019 way harder. Was that one? 2019 yeah okay that's when a couple of us went down yes yeah yeah, yeah that was hard that was way harder and think? it was slower than my first time. Like it was. That was hot. Like it was. It was yeah, hot, really hot, and I, I didn't even think about the altitude. Like that's a thing. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my heart rate got up to two hundred beats per minute. <laughs> no, I called my brother-in-law at thirty-two kilometers, crying because I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> yeah, everybody run a marathon. It's your time. <laughs> but because the altitude is killer. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, yeah, it was, it was still a great route, but it was definitely harder. It was hotter in the altitude. Did it feel uh, like, with it being harder, like at the end, did it feel almost better, like you achieved? No, something? I was disappointed actually, because I was slower. Oh. And, uh, but I made mistakes early on. I um, didn't follow my plan early on and I got a little cocky with my pace and I didn't really think about the altitude. So I was, I wanted to beat my my first marathon but I didn't so I was disappointed like of course you're you ran a marathon so like there's pride in that but we're always tougher on ourselves than we are others right so we really had that are. moment of disappointment after being like and it wasn't that much I think it was like 10 minutes like on the grand scheme of things when you're out there forever what's 10 minutes right but still it was disappointing so yeah. do you feel like you need Redemption, you're going. You'll you'll be going for your third. I'll do a marathon at some point. Um, but it's just finding the good time period when you. When yeah, you well, I was going to run one in 2020, like I think a lot of people were. It's going to do a but, lot of things in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> but before the pandemic, I start like I developed some like mild depression and anxiety for some like other issues, which we I, we don't have days, but um, <laughs> um, so. And I was training for a marathon at that point. Like, I think it was, it was probably like January because I, I was going to do a marathon. I can't remember what one I was going to do again. 
they coined maybe one in Toronto, I think. I was mm. going to do one in Toronto, I think. Yeah. And it was a smaller one. Yeah, it was a smaller one in Toronto, not one of the bigger ones. And, um, but it was really hard for me mentally to train because I wasn't mentally in a great place. So, like, it took a lot of energy for me just to do, like, other stuff, right? Like, and being a mom and going to work. And so I'm like, you know what? Right now is not a good time for me to train for a marathon. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just try to get my fastest 5K. And then the pandemic hit. And then I think every I'm not alone where everybody's lives kind of were sidelined. The year right? running never happened. <laughs> exactly. 2020 basically didn't happen. Like, basically, I'm still considering it 2020. I feel like we all need a redo. Although 2021 is still kind no, of... No, I, I think you just say the year never happened. Yeah. Skip it. And... Yeah, let's wait till 2022. But no, I definitely... I love... I love marathon training, so I definitely will train for a marathon again. But because I was sidelined for 2020, I'm trying to, like I'm kind of in a rut still. So I'm still trying to find, and I'm also not the same person I was a couple years ago. Like I've done a lot of growing and I'm doing great mentally now, I'm doing awesome. Um, but so, I'm, so my relationship with running has changed. So I'm trying to connect with it in a way so, so you may have different goals and... um I loved marathon training so I think I'm going to definitely run a marathon again but you would approach it differently yeah or... I think so I think I will totally approach it differently I think I'll honor it more like I'm disappointed in myself that I was disappointed after I ran the Calgary marathon so that'll never happen again if I ever run a marathon again even if it takes me 10 hours I'm going to celebrate it and honor it um so yeah, I think it'll be di- it'll be different. We, you know, we all learn and grow and change and evolve throughout life. Yeah, for sure. It's a huge accomplishment, and I I totally understand mm-hmm. getting disappointed if you have expectations for mm-hmm. doing something and you don't get there. That's, that's yeah, life. Exactly. That's, exactly. Yeah, just finishing it is. Uh, like, yeah, it doesn't even matter what the time is. Anyone that like signs up runs that day and finishes it is like yeah is a winner yes and i think for me the the most um pride that i have in about marathon training marathons running marathons is the training itself like i'm most proud about running that 35 kilometers because there's nothing there was no medal at the end right big chunks of it i was doing it on my own crying on franklin (laughs) avenue (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) You know, when you're out on race day and you have hundreds of people there watching and all the aid stations and it's different, right? Like, um, but it's those, it's the grind of the training that I think really is the place that I think people should be most proud of. Because no one's really watching that, right? <laughs> no one's or, really. Or, or little group. groups, right? Yeah, exactly. I always heard the race described as like the victory lap. Exactly, the yes. The, yeah. the real race. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. And you get chocolate milk at the end. <laughs> I did not get chocolate milk in Hawaii. No? No. That's always my big regret, though, because I drink the chocolate milk because I'm, like, super thirsty, but then I barf after, so. It's not like... <laughs> <laughs> so I should have given a barf trigger warning. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you were in a bit of a rush, but yeah. what, what do you think will... What, what, do, you, what do you need, or what, what do you think could could help with the um well you guys are awesome knowing my running friends are there definitely helps 
and being constantly like when I was talking to you about doing this podcast and I wanted to be transparent about where I'm at like I'm not I'm not fancy right now right like I'm not doing anything you fancy. very fancy oh well thanks <laughs> um but uh you know to be reminded which I do to other people is that you know once you're a runner you're always a runner you know that running yeah. is running is always going to be part of my life um, and, um, it's okay. Like it for me to like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with not being in it a hundred percent right now. Cause I know, 100%. I know I'll get there again. I think the, um, the weather makes a big difference for me. Um, it takes a lot of mental determination to run in the winter here. Thank you. <laughs> so, and because I wasn't training for a marathon this winter, because I wasn't mentally committed to a marathon, I've been mentally committed to my mental health. Mm -hmm. So I basically call my 2020 marathon, my mental marathon. <laughs> Cause I accomplished a lot mentally, which is good. I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. But it, to run in the winter, it, to like it takes a lot that of 20 to minutes there. to put on all that stuff before mm -hmm. you got to go outside and put your Vaseline on your face so you don't get frostbite. Like, to build yourself up to go outside is mentally excruciating. Like it is, it's a lot. <laughs> Maybe excruciating is a strong word, but it's it's tough, right? So um, it's a lot, you need a lot of preparation, I guess is what I'm saying. Like it's not, yeah. I don't find it's, it definitely has its physical challenges and it's definitely, you have to have some mm -hmm. special considerations and you need to be prepared to do it. Right. You need to, you can't just decide, oh, it's minus 40 outside. I'm going to go for a run. Like, no, like you need to make sure you have the appropriate gear. Mm -hmm. You need to know what it feels like. Like you need to build up to that. Yeah. Right. And then make sure you're safe. And that takes mental energy <laughs> and yeah. preparation to get to that point. And that's that. probably the biggest part you're touching on there too, is that if you don't have anything to work towards, where's your motivation uh, mentally? Mm -hmm. Like you can yeah. have all the gear in the world, but... Uh, unless you know you have to get out there and do it. I'd much rather binge watch something on Netflix, to be quite honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but kidding. if you were training for a marathon, yeah. you'd be like, oh, 100%. I got to get you my no running. No, there'd yeah. be times where we would be training for marathons and it would be minus 35 out and we'd, you know, do eight kilometer loops so we could stop and change our base layers and yeah. fluff up our stuff in the dryer and head back out again. Mm -hmm. Right? So, um but there's a lot of magic in it. Like there, you know, I don't want to discourage people from doing it if they want to do it. Like nothing makes you feel more badass than going out for a run when it's minus 40 oh, or minus 50. It, it, and no matter what you do, and... you know, you could run an hour 5k and mm -hmm. that is seriously badass. <laughs> I think the running with someone too is the, yeah. does help to motivation. Yeah. If there is. So remember when Cam was training for his marathon, had to do some like really long runs in the winter. Yeah, you did uh, the 38 kilometers in minus 35. You did half of it. Oh, I did half of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then there's another group that uh, yeah. tagged along with you for the second yeah. half. And yeah, that's the community that yeah. Amanda's built and that mm -hmm. we've all built. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've done it together, definitely, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine like having to do that distance solo <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in those conditions. Yeah. No, that's one thing that's great about the running group is because even when I was training for my marathons, um, like I knew at what point I would need the most support and then I would, you know, call upon my friends. Right. And then be like, and then I'd have shifts yeah. <laughs> for people. <laughs> I remember when Amy and Alan showed up for my last 5k once. And before that, you know, I think you ran the first part with me and then 
Yeah. Yep. There was Curbs and Morgan at some point. They were the ones that were cry- watching me cry as I ran out of Franklin that one day. So, yeah, like it's, <laughs> you know, you, you just ask your running community what you need and we'll show up for you. Yeah, there. And there's a yeah. huge running community. That, there yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, we're really lucky here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I, I, a little bit of a change of topic. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about like some of your favorite races. I, I know you've done, you've traveled for a few. Yeah. You've seen uh, yeah. went down to Calgary for your marathon, yeah. Ottawa, Vegas. Is... Vegas is fun. I think it depends. What like different races? Like I've, what I like a... different races for different reasons. I guess. What What makes a good race? What makes a good race from somebody that's experiencing it? Like if I go to a race. Yeah. What or what's. Um, what brings you joy when you go to a run? <laughs> or which ones stick out as like uh, giving you like more either I, accomplishment or? Yes. I think for me, how I enjoy a race, if people are there, I have a low threshold for what makes, like I don't really care for the swag. I don't really care what the t-shirt looks like. And I carry my own fuel. So as long as there's porta potties or like a good bush. <laughs> somewhere they can go for a pee in (laughs) like I don't I don't need a lot I don't think the bells and whistles for a race for me are important as long as there's people there but then it's very much my personal experience as I'm running it so how do I feel physically how do I feel mentally did I achieve the goals that I was hoping to achieve favorite race I ever ran so I ran the two marathons but my actual favorite like highlight race was I did the army run in September in Ottawa okay and I decided last minute just to run this. I was going down for my cousin's wedding and they had the army run and, um, I'm like, how far is that? Uh, well they have, they had a 5k, they had a 1k, a 5k, a 10k and a half. So I decided to do the Ortana challenge, which is running the 5k and then running the five, 10k right after. So they're basically back to back. Wow. So I went down there with this idea that I was going to get my fastest 5k. Like I was in wicked shape going to the gym and I was like, okay, I want to get under 30 minutes for my 5k. That was my goal. So I ran my ass off in this 5k. I ran so I I would like almost barfed and I gave it, I couldn't have given it any more and I ran it in 30 minutes and like 32 seconds. And I cried after because I was like, so it was my fastest 5k. But I was super disappointed because, like, I thought for sure I was going to break the 30 minutes. So then I, you know, I'm walking to, then I'm finished, and then I have to mm-hmm. walk to the start line to the 10K. So I only have, like, a few minutes. So I call Alan and my brother-in-law, and I'm, like, super disappointed that I wasn't able to get the... And he's, like, you know, trying to make me feel better, but you're just disappointed. And then I go off to run this 10K, which my original plan was to run the crap out of the 5K and then just kind of walk the 10k not really take it that seriously mm-hmm. but then I started riding the 10k and I was like oh this feels really good and then I ended up getting my personal best 10k and I ran it like an hour and two minutes wow yes so I got my personal best 5k and 10k right back to back after each other oh my word oh. I have a cat on <laughs> <in> my back <laughs> oh, wait, uh, and no it's oh, fine oh. Uh, we, we have a small cat attack here for oh, the listeners. I would, I'll, yes, there's a little kitty, uh, and I'm wearing a blouse, and I'm going to have to send Cam my bill for a new blouse. Anyway, yeah, so that was, um, yeah, my favorite race. That was, it was fun. Nice. 
two PRs back to back. Yes, two PRs back to back. <laughs> so yeah. technically three. So that would have been 15 PR or two if you add them together. Yes, yes. It, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and I felt great mentally and I gave it like a hundred, like I couldn't have ran any harder. Well, that's Those the best two. feeling. It that is. is the best feeling. And I was running the 10K and I guess because I ran the 5K so fast halfway, I wasn't really paying attention to my pace. And then halfway through the 10K, I looked down at my watch and I was like, Oh, I think I might be able to do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was good. Now, the big question, did you almost barf at the end of the 10K? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's a that was a really good race, though. Like, that's a really great event. It's a pretty popular one in Ottawa. It's in September. And um, it's very similar routes to their marathon. So it's like downtown and along the canal and stuff. It's really beautiful. With, with those larger runs was there like a strangers there you're kind of like pacing with or were you just in your own world when you're running yeah I don't, I don't really like I'm very extroverted with my people right like mm -hmm. here but if like there's somebody at a race that I'm never gonna see again I'm actually pretty like I don't talk to anybody <laughs> during races I'm pretty um quiet I don't really socialize okay. get my tunes in <laughs> do my thing yeah yeah nice uh, do, what, what is your, I guess, dream race? Do you have a dream race? Is there somewhere like on your bucket list you need to go to? Um, I don't know. It's all right if you don't. No, I, um, I think I did. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, there's a lot of different places that I would go and do. Um, I would love to do like a relay re race, like, and I know there's a lot of, lot of different ones out there, mm -hmm. um, like the Ragnar or something and go out and do like a race with a team, okay. right? That would be a lot of fun. What about like a 12 hour run or something? Oh yeah. Like in June. Okay, sure. <laughs> Shame can, I, can I sleep for eight hours of that? <laughs> we have 45 spots left. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking with a couple of my friends about uh, do, signing up for the 24 hour race and like running for the first hour and then like getting an Airbnb and then <laughs> just being away from my family and like taking a nap and ordering pizza and then showing up for the, and running for the last half an hour looking all sweaty and my family will be all proud but really I just slept the whole time. <laughs> um, no, I have... Uh, there's lots of different races that I would love to do. I love city races. Like I, I'm, I'm not a trail runner. Like lots of really good trail races out there, but, um, you know, I, I will never qualify. I might qualify when I'm 85, but I'd love to run the Boston marathon. <laughs> I think they let anybody in after they're 85. So, <laughs> so if I'm still alive by then, I'd love to run the Boston marathon. Um, but the Boston, Boston has another marathon during the year that is the same route as the Boston Marathon. Really? Yeah. So that would be really cool. So I guess a lot of people that, that love to run that will never qualify for the Boston go and run the Boston Marathon. That's not actually the Boston Marathon. Interesting. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. So the, the one that I always talk about is the Heartbreak Hill at the end of the marathon. So We're in Boston? Yeah. I guess oh. it's uh, like around... 30 or th 35, 36 kilometers in, there's a big hill. Oh, perfect hill. timing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to just run that. Yeah, 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 legit. That's hill the only thing? That. <laughs> just that yeah. part. How many times can you do Vegas before it's going to get boring? 
I love Vegas. Like I've been to Vegas a million times. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, don't think I'd ever run the marathon there though, to be honest. Um, especially cause now that I know that they close off certain parts of the route, if you're not fast enough, so you need to be able to run it. You need to be able to run the marathon in under five hours, which I think I might be able to do at some point, but I don't want to go run a marathon and be stressed that I'm going to be cut off or pulled off the route because I'm too slow. Well, they, they redirect it and then yeah, I know, but then people shortens. don't necessarily know that they didn't run a marathon. Yeah. Oh yeah. They yeah. redirect it. They start tape. They start taking yeah. off parts of the route. Okay. So that way you finished. Yeah, you went. Well, you only ran 35 kilometers. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering why that didn't take me very long. And you get a PR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I would, I would do uh, Vegas again. I just, it's not my favorite. I don't love those long shoots. I don't like, I hate standing there for an hour before I can start a race. Like that's, that irritates me. people. That irritates me. The first time me. you do it, it's really exciting. Yeah. See, I've done it twice. So I feel like merp. I find like in Canadian, like the one in Ottawa and the one in Calgary were sure big, right? But like, especially for Ottawa, you know, the marathon, sh you know, the gun went off and I think I was starting my marathon 10 minutes later, right? It's kind of hard to picture that happening again. Like thousands of people, shoulder to shoulder, oh sweating, breathing <laughs> on each other. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like buffets. Like who's going to go to a buffet? <laughs> <laughs> some things what are the things of the past <laughs> yeah so yeah it's definitely going to be weird to be in yeah but i guess it doesn't appeal to me being in a crowd of people that big as it right now but we talked about mental battles and mm -hmm. motivation can we talk about the physical ones sure uh have you had physical setbacks have you injured yourself running and lots <laughs> <laughs> have you lost a toenail yes many cam hasn't Oh, oh, really? Yes. You're not running hard enough. That's I have lactose. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm not an official runner yet. I would I would love to be declawed. Just like <laughs> Well, it's so I have great I have great toes now. I got a pedicure, <laughs> my feet look fantastic. But one of my toenails is still well, not right. Oh. This is the Happy Feet podcast. Oh. What was that place in Vegas? Is it called the Happy Feet? It was Happy Feet, yeah. Oh, oh. The most creepy the salon. Place. The creepy. The oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I knew I recognized it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so shin splints have been like the bane of my existence. Has that been like a reoccurring yeah. thing? Or? Yes. Always. It's always a thing for me. And then um, I just later on got like some knee issues but mostly shin splints and then my hip so like things like when you get to marathon training there's always something that comes up that's naggy okay and when you were doing that you mm -hmm. you did uh well you jumped on the elliptical yeah how did you find that was able to still help yeah well i went to train. physiotherapy which was a huge thing okay. because they were able to assess like because um i just in order to be on your feet for that long period of time, some of your muscles need to be like better developed. So I worked with my physiotherapist to like strengthen my hip flexors and, you know, spending a lot of money on massage therapy and acupuncture too, which really helps. Yeah, your uh, body takes a beating. It does. <laughs> it does. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you'd have your toenails pop off in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross, but it's, it's like a worried about it. It was such a relief, though. Like, <laughs> to have them finally just come off. You're like, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Yeah, but you couldn't, yeah, you just paint nail polish over them and you can't even tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, I'd often apologize going in to get pedicures and be like, sorry, I have running feet. They're disgusting. They're clean. <laughs> yeah, but that was, um, I used to have a running coach and that was her number one piece of advice was irregular pedicures. If you're a distance runner, you really need to take good care of your feet. Interesting. Yeah. Uh -huh. I hate pedicure. That yeah. makes your foot too slippery. You need that extra skin on the bottom for <laughs> grip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, can we be looking forward to any training groups this summer? 5K, 10K, half marathons? Um, I, th I would like to do the half marathon again, for sure. Um, I think it probably will look very similar to last year. Like, e like who knows maybe with vaccinations we won't have to worry about congregating in northwest territories as much mm -hmm. so it would be nice to be able to do that again especially because i've been struggling to be motivated so if, you know if i can get that half marathon training going on again and then run the overlander at the end of the summer that'd be amazing so yeah i, I totally see that happening obviously not doing it now um, not meeting up with our groups now, you know, maybe I've been doing like a one-on-one -on -one lunch run with some friends here and there while physically distancing, you know, that's what kind of sucks, but I think everybody's kind of used to not having our regular social connections, but I'm optimistic we'll be able to do that again soon. I think it's going to look a lot different in a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. First race of the season is Mother's Day. Mother's Day run, nice. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Amanda, to the bonus round. Oh, This okay. is, we ask you 10 rapid-fire questions. Uh-oh, I'm not good under pressure, but I'll do my best. That's oh, don't do worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do we. <laughs> but uh, we'll ask you 10 questions and just try to give the answer as quick as you can. And at the end, we'll tally up the points, and you either get all the points or none of the points. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Running with people? or solo? With. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Running in the morning, afternoon, or nighttime? Night. Favorite shoe type? New Balance. Favorite place to run? Old Airport Road. I asked that already, I forgot. <laughs> Minus one for Dave. Oh. <laughs> uh, race fuel, what kind? Endurance tap. Oh, post-race meal or treat. Pizza. What do you do with your medals? Hang them on my rack. <laughs> my medal rack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, your... Oh, oh wow. This is... I'm caving, caving under the pressure here. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> uh, wow, this is a lot of pressure. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness, uh, favorite car. <laughs> oh, that one's a tough one. Uh, Challenger. Oh, Ooh. that's all the points right there. <laughs> Don't even need to ask the last one. 
how many songs in your running playlist? 142. Okay. How many of them are Ed Sheeran? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll check for the judges here. <laughs> All the points and an extra one. Okay. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. Okay, I'll expect well, my cat in the mail. <laughs> well, thank you. You can very... take it home with you. I'll put it in a bag. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Thanks with us. for having me. It was fun. Thanks yeah. for letting me rant. Oh, we we loved it. You can rant anytime you want. It doesn't even have to be a podcast. We'll... Okay, I'll see you in a year. <laughs> I'm just teasing. See you out in the road. Yeah. Oh, or and yeah, hopefully. Well, uh, well, I would like to follow up uh, maybe later in the summer. Yeah. See so how things are going. And, yeah, we'll go from there. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Okay. Bye. Cheers.